Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, how are you guys doing? Welcome. This is episode 63. 63. This is episode 63. Ooh. i got my friend Matthew Tardio with me. He's going to be doing a couple of these with me. We're going to test this out. If you guys are on YouTube right now, please leave me a comment down below. Let me know if you guys like this kind of style. Cause I, it's it's going to be the same kind of podcast we always do, except now... I'm trying to bring him in more as I as I possibly can to do a lot of these things with me. Uh, I know that I, I I've been doing this now 62 episodes by myself. Other than I mean hell, I, I guess we're almost at 70 70 total videos over yep. on YouTube. If you guys are on the YouTube channel, you need to check it out. Go to Speak the Truth on YouTube. You guys will see a bunch of the the reaction videos. They're very good. They're very funny. It's a, like people's favorite thing, and it take days and days and days for YouTube to actually say yes to them. So please go check them out. They'll be linked. Well, they're not going to be linked anywhere because. Fuck, you're on the YouTube channel, so you already know that. So if you, if you, are, if you are on the YouTube channel, please, please go check it out. All right, so we're going to kick this off. China. China, Russia, Hillary, Clinton, or the Clinton Foundation. There's a whole the bunch Clinton of stuff. Foundation. We're gonna, Clinton God. Foundation. There's going to be a bunch, bunch of stuff we're going to talk about today. This one I did not really know about, and it took me down a rabbit hole. And when I mean rabbit hole, I found a 109-page document from the United States Senate. I have no idea how I stumbled across. I, I don't know. I, I would just, this is clearly all public information, but I have li- no idea how I went down this rabbit hole. No idea. Not a single clue. But I went down it, and it was fun. I think the word tumultuous. 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 Tumultuously. Tumultuous. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. Out the gate, the Harvard professor. His name is Charles Lieber. He's 62 years old. He's the former chair of Harvard's chemistry and chemical biological department, biology department, excuse me, was found guilty on two counts of making false statements to federal authorities, two counts of making and subscribing a false income tax return. Don't mess around with your taxes, folks. Don't do that. And two counts of failing to file reports of foreign bank and financial accounts with the IRS. This gentleman, did you read through this? No. No, I'm actually like letting you go okay. over this, and I'm just going to tell you what I think and feel on this. Okay, this gentleman yeah. was was receiving funds from China, and then this took me down a rabbit hole, like you wouldn't believe. Like when when I mean you wouldn't believe. So his research group at Harvard received 15 million dollars in funding from the from the NIH, which is the National Institute of Health and Department, Ooh. and and the Department of Defense. So this guy from the National Institute, or this guy was receiving money from the Harvard. NIH. Harvard was receiving fifteen million from the NIH and the DoD, which requires disclosing foreign financial conflicts of interest. And he lied in twenty twenty, saying that he actually had not received any funds from China itself, which we're going to talk about here in a second. Which is kind of wild that they're able to get away with. They've been doing this for the last thirteen years. Been flying somewhat under the radar until twenty nineteen, until. The U.S. has started actually saying stuff. About and this is the same NIH that sent money over to exactly. the lab in Wuhan. Exactly. Didn't even read the article. Didn't have to. The wow. jury found out that he had lied about the affiliation with the Wuhan University of there Technology in China in contract uh, in a contract he had with a Chinese talent recruitment plan to attract high-level scientists to the country. Do you know who else was involved in this, uh, by the Fauci? way? Fauci? Yeah. Yeah. Amazingly, Fauci was involved. Wow, that's as well. crazy because it's but, not inside. But the what's article. weird is that they found somebody else to pin this on and not Fauci himself. 
Well, like if somebody's gonna, they gotta take somebody has to take the fall, and clearly this is the guy. This isn't. This is not even just it. Just wait. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah, y'all ready? Charles, I'm, can you hit me with it? Y'all ready for? This? He ain't got. It. He looked at his buttons. He's over there freaking munching on a fat boy cookie right now. <laughs> Who gave him that cookie? I gave him that cookie. <laughs> uh, he was being paid fifty thousand dollars a month by by the Chinese university. He was given one point five million to establish a nanoscience research lab at uh, what? Wuhan University of Technology. The Justice Department said that he was specifically affiliated with China's this is this is the this is the program I was talking about by the way. Thousand Talents program. I had no idea what this was. I'm sure thousands of y'all that are listening and watching this right now that you had no idea what this was. Did you know what it was? Yeah. You knew what it was? I've heard of it. Okay, well, I haven't heard of it so I'm not that intelligent apparently. <laughs> but apparently the department called one of the most prominent talent our talent recruitment plans designed to attract, recruit, and cultivate high-level scientific talent in furtherance of China's scientific development. That is a mouthful. Anyway, and it's supposed to also help with their economic prosperity and national security. So I had to look up China. Or <laughs> Why do I say it like that? China. <laughs> it's the proper pronunciation uh, now that you're American. I, geez, I speak American. Should be a thing for me. Uh, Ch- Chinese talents program. So I went and looked this thing up. Now... So I'm, I'm like specifically looking at certain things and then he's finding some certain stuff. So instead of just me talking to myself for 30 or 40 minutes on this podcast while Charles sits there with a thumb up his ass, I have someone else to have a conversation with. And I know Charles is getting freaking out, right? He doesn't sit there with a the thumb up his he's ass. He's got no idea what's going he on. No he showed idea. up, set up cameras, and he's just like, I'm here for the party, guys. <laughs> anyway, this the, the, the 10 or uh, the, the Thousand Towns program, by the way, the plan, it's a program that, that's trying to attract scientists and engineers from overseas. Sounds very innocent. They're trying to make uh, this. This is actually literally from the, the federal government. Sometimes they're right, and sometimes they're wrong. But anyway, the, the China's the Chinese Communist Party has the goal of making China the world's leader in science technology by 2050, according to the U.S. Senate Committee, which is the report that I actually found. That's 109 pages long. Thank God you didn't have to spend time reading through that. I didn't get through it the entire day of the day. There's no way, no way. But anyway. It's saying that it's one of the more 200, they have 200 CCP talent recruitment programs right now. Like right now they've drawn 60,000 professionals between 2008 and 2016. So they're actually being very productive on it. And just as of this last year, international patents by year, China has surpassed the United States. Around 2015 or so, there was a major spike in Chinese international patents, but there was a major decline in 2014 in ours. Is there, is those, for some reason, doesn't seem like there's a little bit of a... A little bit of fuckery going on there. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, d- dude, we talked about this yesterday. Like, when we were talking yet about China fixing to take over and dominate things by the mm-hmm. year, what was it, 2043? And now they have their science and technology that's lined up by 2050 yeah. to take over. And we're funding it. Unfortunately, yes, we are funding it. I think it, it, you're going to have it in here how much money we've actually funded. And there's the amount of these grants that are given out by federal authorities that they cannot even track. And it actually states inside of this thing that goes out from from that federal research thing, which we'll show in a second. Right. But one of the participating researchers actually stole information about U.S. military jet engines and more broadly that U.S. and China actually uses American research and expertise for its own economic and military gain. So somebody actually gave them intel about our jets uh, from this program, which now they're using themselves. The Chinese government has actually established 600 recruitment stations globally. This is kind of wild. I did not know this. This is another thing, which this is why I like doing this podcast. Uh, sometimes I get down a, a rabbit hole like this, 
And it's stuff that you would never even think of. Because a lot of people in America, they're just living inside of their little bubble. And then you see this kind of shit. Oh, my God. Mm. There's 146 of them in the U.S., 57 in each, Germany and Australia, more than 40 in the U.K., Canada, Japan, and France. Recruitment agencies are con- contracted by the CCP and are paid $30,000 annually plus incentives for each successful recruitment. So they have these little recruitment stations, kind of like the military has recruiting stations. But each person that they bring on from these countries, that recruiting station gets paid 30 Gs. They deal with the individual researcher rather than the institution as it's easier to monitor them. Participants do not have to leave their current jobs to be involved in the plan. So just like the gentleman who was at uh, the college, Harvard, was getting paid 30 or $50,000 a month and an additional $1.5 million in stipend for living conditions, this gentleman was literally working and getting paid by Harvard, teaching American students about whatever bullshit he's trying to put into their head. And then he's being paid by the Chinese Communist Party. In the U.S. alone, 54 scientists have lost their jobs for failing to disclose the external funding, and more than 20 have been charged on espionage and fraud allegations. That is wild. That's not even something that's ever even talked about. Did you know that many people? I didn't know it was that many people. 20. No. 20. Espionage. No, I believe that's it. a it, huge it, thing. Oh, dude, that is, that, that is a great segue for some of that, well... Yeah, I'll leave it at that. It's a great segue into something else that we're going to talk about. Here's what gets kind of crazy. Threats to U.S. research enterprise, China's talent recruitment plans. This is a 109-page report that was done up by the United States Senate. This is a real, like, look at at this. Charles, you see this? Can you zoom in on that one right there, buddy? You see that? Does that make you feel good? This is one that gets kind of interesting because 109 pages I had to. That's a lot of sifting. Sifts. And it's a government document, so you know it's exciting. Oh, a government document. I'm sure reading this thing was not dry at all. No, I just, I got, this is, remember when I got up twice to go get coffee and like sit there and stare at the pot? This is why. So number eight on this list, I'm going to, I'm not going to read the entire thing for one. You don't want to read it. I promise you. Um, But here's number eight of, of whatever pages this was. Federal agents are not prepared. Now this is, this is, I I put this one in here because it actually proves something that we're not, we're not prepared to handle China in every single aspect of everything. Federal agencies are not prepared to prevent China from transferring taxpayer-funded research and stealing intellectual property. The U.S. government was slow to address the threat of China talent recruitment plans, leading the U.S. government grant dollars and private sector technology being repurposed to support China's economic military goals. Though some federal agencies have begun to take action, the federal government lacks an effective Interagency strategy and continues to have shortfalls (laughs) in its process to mitigate the threat of Chinese talent recruitment plans. Opposed, I love how the fact I'm sitting here reading, I'm like, oh my god, interagency. That's a tough one. (laughs) Interagency. Why could had a brain fart there in the middle of that sentence? So we (laughs) we have the federal government stating that they cannot prevent China from actually transferring taxpayer funded research and stealing IP from us to China. How, I mean, how is the federal government supposed to stop I, that? I don't know. Maybe I mean, by you have people having a little bit more. Off, when you have people being paid off by the Chinese Communist Party to give them intel. That's a good point. The only way that you can stop intellectual property being transferred is to actually catch the people, thus the 20, 20-something-odd people. That maybe change the way that they actually give the federal grants down to the institutions at like the NIH and all those people. Because there's no real actual oversight on how that money's being distributed. No. There isn't. Because I was no, reading the, through this. the grant money goes out, and then they report on what they do. Yeah, it's exactly what yep. happens. And, and inside of this, that's what they were talking about. That's, they need to have more oversight in the amount of money that's actually being distributed out to these institutions, in a sense. And it's actually major, mainly just colleges. A lot of it's colleges. So you have mm-hmm. a lot of these colleges that are being funded by the federal government for scientific regions, which is a, it's a good thing. As much as I say that I despise college for the fact that it really doesn't do anything for an individual, 
other than there's there's like for me college is good for I think trade schools are more important than college. I was gonna say if you, if you're gonna go and get education, get something, get something out get of something. it. Just don't go and study like lesbian dance theory. Yeah, like, like, get something that, out of it. Yeah, that kind of stuff's kind of like that's a probably a real. It is a real thing. Oh, okay, well, I'm not I'm not joking. Okay, well there you go. There's a course called lesbian dance theory. Apparently, you can actually look up and 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 research. But what I was going at is. Go be a doctor, go be a lawyer, something like that. You actually need to go to college and learn. But like, say, marketing, for instance, that is not something you need to go to college for. Or business, that is not something you need to go to college for. If you got to go to college to be get a business degree, you're not going to be an entrepreneur. I, it's not, it's, you, you can't it's not learn. In the That's not something that is a learned aspect of life. Like, it's something that you, you just have. You're either going to be an entrepreneur, it's not, you don't, you can't pay a college to teach you how to be, if that was the case, the entire world would be working for themselves that went to college. That's not the case. Everybody pretty much works for somebody, somebody else. Chinese government also reports data that showed number of Chinese students returning from working and or studying abroad has increased significantly over the past decade. This is kind of a big deal as well. So now you have these Chinese students which are coming over here, learning, taking what they've learned, going back and applying it uh, over in China to develop. I, I, this, is, this is what I'm saying. I went down a wormhole. That you would have never thought that I went down. Oh my God! I wish I never even entered it. I, it was like, by the way, can I? I want to. I want to tell you guys a little bit. We'll go off topic here. You ready for this one? Send you it. guys are gonna think this is kind of crazy, but I saw this the other day, and I really. It's on my phone. Hold on, you know, just, just get this thing going. Um, it's about a raccoon. Do you ready for this? Are you about to connect a raccoon with the Chinese Communist Party? No, no, has nothing to do okay. with it. So, <laughs> the human anus can stretch up to seven inches before taking damage. A raccoon can squeeze into holes as twice as four inches, meaning you can actually take almost two full raccoons up your ass. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> I really appreciate that. That is, you guys see what I'm saying? I don't that has know. a lot to do with Chinese. Uh, I don't, I don't see the connection, man, but. Uh, <laughs> how did I even get Well, that? I'm over here grinding and fighting news. Rob's <laughs> over here looking up how many raccoons he can shove in his butthole. <laughs> oh, 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 you know, it's kind of strange. Well, anyway, in 2018, 662,000 <laughs> students went abroad and 480,000 of them returned. That's a 78% return rate from China that's boasted its government website. But this was also marked as an increase from 30% uh, back in 2007 and 5% in 87. So they actually Jeez. gone up 73% since 1987. So literally just sending people over here to learn and go back and then utilize it to build out their own stuff. Jeez. Yeah, those damn raccoons. Oh, this is actually, look, this is all redacted. Yeah, of course it is. Yep. Hmm. FBI, FBI redacted. I didn't read any of the, the uh, FBI stuff, but there's a bunch of redacted stuff in here, I guess. So big takeaway is China is sending people, over, like on top of paying, yeah. on top of paying and buying people out to get our technology, they're also sending folks over here to our schools to learn and then bringing them back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. And that's what I had for you on the subject, other than the raccoon story, which is kind of strange. But wow. segue over to Russia now. You want to talk about? Yeah, Russia? I'm gonna let you go to number four over there and just let you just kind of hit and touch on it with with oh, as much as you gosh. would like to touch uh, touch Russia. That's four continued. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna just, just yeah, give I'm it a full off. send. Just, yeah. just give it. So last week, Russia. Last week, Russia gives out a list of demands, and those demands basically say if you don't do what we say we're going to take military action in Ukraine. So before we were looking at, and the, the first time you brought me on and we talked and we were talking about Ukraine and Russia and you were like, hey man, what do you think the probability of Russia invading is? And I said, highly probable. Yeah. Yeah, now it's extremely high. It's, like, I don't know if there's something above highly, but it would be at that next elevated level. 
right? So what Russia essentially says, all right, is that we have to stop meddling in Ukraine. Like we have to, we have to get out of there. Any countries after, uh, 1997, right? We basically need to be pulling our forces out of there and to stop messing with them. And if these demands aren't met, Russia's going to take military action in Ukraine. I'm not really too concerned about it, actually. So you, you yeah, I mean, we, we, it's not going to affect us too too bad. It's going to affect everybody over there in in that area. I, I was reading some. Don't they control like what percentage of the m- amount of actual gas and natural natural gas that's actually going into Europe? It's a it's a lot. It's they're, like they're working on a pipeline right yeah. now. It's yeah, like, it's a, an extremely large amount of actual. Which I know they choked it off this last this last week. They only allowed four percent of of the the normal. Um, natural gas to go through for heating all the homes apparently all that kind of good stuff well they choked it all the way down well here, here's the next crazy part about this whole thing right so russia is basically saying if you don't do this if you don't pull your your forces out of these nato countries that basically if anybody entered nato after 97 which would take all of most of your eastern Bloc countries um that they're going to take military action well the u.s just turned around and said that it already it's unacceptable mm-hmm. like what the kremlin's saying is unacceptable and as far as the Kremlin goes, the Kremlin's basically saying, well, you can kiss her ass. It's not an ultimatum. I'm not giving you a timeline. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do this, then we're going to take military action. The U.S., what are, no, what's, our, what, what's, what's yeah. the U.S.'s response, though? No, I don't. I mean, the you, Kremlin you, literally you, says no. the thing is that the seriousness of our warning should not be underestimated. Yeah. That's literally from the Kremlin. See that right and, and how do we respond to that with Russia saying military action? Shanks and sanctions. Sanctions. Yeah, sanctions. Just, just really bad sanctions. sanctions that they've they've never seen before. Okay. And we and we know Russia doesn't give two crafts. You know what they're going to do? They're just going to choke off the pipeline. Jump. Com- completely choke off the pipeline. Yeah, no, I right. got you here. I mean, yeah, we jump. act like we act like Russia has nothing that they can do towards us. Yeah. So jump over to number four. Yeah. All right. So, how many troops does the U.S. have on ground? Or, I'm sorry, not how many troops does the U.S. How many troops does Russia have a mass on the border within I'm gonna 30 say, miles? I've seen numbers between 125 to 175. I'm going to say 125. Yeah, yeah. That's so probably right. According to our intelligence, 175,000 yeah. Russian yeah. troops amassed on the border in between. Uh, That's quite a bit. Yeah. It was like 90,000 a couple of weeks ago. So they've doubled their size over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Like okay. Yeah. 90,000 troops, by the way, just so everybody's an understanding. How much is in a battalion? A normal infantry battalion? 13. 1,300? Ah, no, it's in like eight, 800, 800 in, a, in a battalion. In a bit of battalion. Yep. So you're talking an infantry battalion. You've got 800. Yeah, I guess that's, that's also, I always, always round it up to about 1,000, but that's not infantrymen. That's just random people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How many are on a, an entire base? Oh, up to like 30,000, something okay, like that. Or so, no, it's, so, it's over oh, this, that. 30, this, 50, this, I'm, I'm bringing this up for a reason. Yeah. So let me, let me go. I want to look this up. It, it's a lot. Well, and I mean, even even if, dude, look at the uh, max amount of troop numbers we had in Afghanistan or Iraq. It, I think it was like 120,000. Like, it, it never went over that. So, invading an entire country. 21,000 in, in a base. So, 21,000. So, you have essentially almost, well, you do. You have over four entire, just adding to it, by the way, the more there was, four entire U.S. full military bases Installations. being added to it. And that includes tanks, artillery, yes. that's when, aircraft, that, when you think about it, those supply. kind of numbers, that is huge. Right. Because I, I, oh my God, that is, that's, that's actually kind of big when I start thinking about it. Right. 175,000 people. And there's only 20, 20, we'll say 20, 20 to 25,000 people on each military installation. The big ones. We're talking the big ones. Right. Because that was, I just pulled up Fort Stewart because that's the biggest one on the East Coast. Fort Stewart's pretty big, yeah. Fort Stewart's huge. It, no, it is the biggest one. East no, it, is, it, is, it is the biggest yeah. one. And then it goes, uh, the biggest one's actually here in Texas. And I don't know how many that has. Fort Hood. Uh, 
Either way, it's matter. a it's a metric ton of people. Like it's a ton of troops to have just hanging out on a border. Yeah, Fort Stewart has forty thousand. So basically, they have two Fort Stewarts or CF two two Fort Hoods and a Stewart. That's a significant amount of people mm-hmm. just being added. Holy sh! Anyway, keep going. All right. So now, finally, yeah. finally, you see everybody starting to flip starting to flip the script to where before we weren't worried about Russia. Now the U S is saying, okay, now we, we kind of have Something one or two about? concerns about Russia. So the Kremlin's actions have not been limited to Ukraine. Russia has engaged in hybrid warfare with the West, including cyber attacking one of the U S's largest oil pipelines, spreading disinformation about coronavirus vaccines and interfering in the U S new elections. Yeah, so we already know that. That's so, thing. yeah. So Russia is screwing with us, but we're not going to screw with them. And if we don't meet their demands, they're going to invade. Now the question is: Is why would Russia want to invade? Right? Like, what? What is? What is the? What are they going to stand to gain from it? And how far are they going to go? Right? A little bit of speculation on here. What are they? What are they going to gain from it? Well, they've got Crimea, right? In order to get their supplies in and out of Crimea, they've got to go against. They basically have to go through the Black Sea. Mm-hmm. Like everything's being transported. So much transported. Up to eighty-five percent of the traffic that's being taken up over there is between Russia and Crimea. 85% of the traffic. That's how much. It, and all we're talking about is the Russian border. We're not even t- talking about what's probably being staged in there as well. Right? Just looking at that. So they have a shit ton of troops on the border. They already have a presence in Crimea. And the issue is that they need to flee up space within the Black Sea. Right? Like that, that whole thing is just being taken over. So what they are going to end up having to do is just push and take over part of like eastern Ukraine in order to make that land bridge to make their lives just a little bit easier to continue to stage and move on forward. So I think that's going to end up being stage one when they ultimately end up doing this at this point, which is messed up. It's going down. Is that going to be a 2022 thing? Yeah. Oh, 100%, dude. 100%. Hmm. Well, this first one actually was ending on kind of a weird note. Uh, it's going to be rolling into a another episode. It's going to be continued tomorrow. I do hope you guys are okay with that. We just realized when we started talking, oh, my God, we're going way off topic. It has nothing to do with anything. Down a rabbit hole. Like way down a rabbit down hole. Down a rabbit hole. So I hope you guys are excited. I'm excited. I will see you guys. Well, you guys will see you tomorrow. And I uh, hope you guys have a fantastic Christmas. I'm out.